The Productive Woman, Episode 443. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you so much for joining me. In this episode, we're going to follow up on some episodes from earlier this month and talk about two more elements of managing our tasks and commitments. You'll find more information and links in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 443. This episode is brought to you by Text Expander. One way to boost your productivity is to take some of your time back with the power of Text Expander. Repetitive typing, little mistakes, searching for answers, these all take precious time away from you. But with Text Expander, you can take that time back. And they're offering the Productive Woman listeners 20% off your purchase if you use my link, which is textexpander.com tpw, and enter the code tpw when you order. You don't need to waste time typing or cutting and pasting things you've already worded perfectly. You can simply create a snippet that you save in Text Expander and you'll never need to retype again. Your snippets are saved to the cloud, so they're available on all your devices Mac, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, and iPad. Now, a snippet, if you have not tried or looked into Text Expander before, is simply an abbreviation, a few keystrokes that you select that you will automatically expand into the text you've assigned to it. I have dozens of snippets that I use for frequently used text, everything from phone numbers, email addresses, my state bar numbers as an attorney licensed in two states, all the way up to longer messages comprised of several formatted paragraphs with frequently shared information for clients, colleagues, and others. You can also create snippets that will automatically correct typos in words that you tend to misspell or mistype. And Text Expander Statistics Reporting lets you see how much time you save by using snippets for frequently used words, phrases, even those whole messages with formatting and images in your emails, your instructions, your documents, anything you type on your computer, tablet, or smartphone. So with Text Expander, you can work faster and smarter. You can use their powerful shortcuts and abbreviations to streamline and speed up everything you type. Create powerful snippets to save you time so that all you type is a short abbreviation and Text Expander does the rest of the typing for you. And if you work with a team, whether it's at work or in a, a nonprofit organization, your church, uh, a parent teacher organization, anything like that, you can create efficiencies with the whole team so that everybody is communicating efficiently with consistent language by sharing your snippets of messaging, signatures, and descriptions with everyone who works on projects with you. Visit textexpander.com tpw to learn more and use my code tpw at checkout to get 20% off your purchase. Let's get into our topic this week. Earlier this month in episode 440, I started a short series on David Allen's 
getting things done productivity system with a brief overview of the system itself. And then in episode 441, in response to a listener request, I did a little more detailed review of the first step of the GTD system, which is capture. This week, I am looking more closely at the next two steps, which are clarify and organize. Now, before we get into that, though, I do want to remind you of my request from last week for your help in preparing another upcoming episode about the tools that we use for capture and for the other GTD steps. Whether or not you purposely follow the GTD system itself, most of these steps show up in any productivity system. We all have to capture information and then clarify and organize it so that it's usable for us so we can get the things done that we want to do. And as I mentioned last week, I've had some requests to talk about the various types of tools that are available for capturing and managing tasks and commitments and information for that matter. And I would love to include your input on this. Would you share what tool or approach you use to manage tasks, commitments, and information, including maybe a little bit about why you've chosen it, what you like about it, and so on? You can share those thoughts by email, either type it up or just record a voice memo on your phone and then email it to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. Or you can go to theproductivewoman.com website and click on the send me a voice message button that appears just over on the right-hand side on the margin of the webpage. If you send a voice message, either by email or through that button on the website, I can actually include that recording in the episode itself. So be sure to let me know who you are. Just your first name is fine. Hi, this is Betty from Boston, or hi, I'm Pamela from Paris. And uh, keep your message to just about a minute or so, but I would love to include your thoughts, what's working for you and why you like it. So, all right, getting into the subject of the next two steps of the GTD system. And as I said a minute ago, even if you don't purposely and consciously apply all of the GTD tips and method, These steps still are an important part of any productivity system. And so we talked a couple weeks ago about the capture phase and how important that is. The next two steps kind of, in my mind, go together. And so I wanted to talk about both of those this week, and that is clarify and organize. So the clarification stage of the GTD method is essential for processing and understanding those tasks and other information that you've captured in the first phase that we talked about in episode 441. By asking specific questions about each of those captured items, you can identify the desired outcome and the next actions that you need to take to progress. So looking a little bit at this aspect of GTD, the purpose of clarification is to help you gain a clear understanding of what needs to be done the desired outcome, and the steps required to achieve that outcome. This process helps promote effective decision-making and prioritization and enables you to focus on the most important tasks at the right time. On the Facile Things blog, which I'll link to uh, this particular post in the show notes, writer Maria Sayas says it this way, in this phase, that is the clarify step, the captured stuff gets defined 
and a decision is made as to what to do with it. Remember when we were talking back in episode 441, I think it was, about the capture step, we pointed out that at that stage, we're not editing ourselves. We're not trying to clearly define things. We're not taking the time to do that. We're just getting everything into our system, whether that system is a notepad or a notebook, a paper planner, or a digital task manager, wherever we keep it, we're getting things in there. According to the GTD website itself, the clarify step is where for each of those things that we've captured, we answer the questions, what is this and what am I going to do about it? So the GTD system and the Alan in, in how he teaches all this separates those two things, capturing and clarifying. So for instance, when we capture things, some tasks or ideas may be very vague or unclear when we initially capture them. The clarification process helps transform these ambiguous tasks or ideas into well-defined actions with a specific outcome. This can reduce procrastination and helps make it easier to engage with the task. So when we are at the clarify stage of the method, we're going to ask ourselves a series of questions about each of those items that we've captured at the first step. The first question is, what is this? Is it a task? Is it a project? Remember, we've talked in the past about those are two different things. A project is made up of multiple tasks. A task is something that can be done in one step in one location with one set of tools. Maybe what you've captured is an errand or an appointment. Maybe it's a piece of information or an idea. So the first question as you go through this list of whatever you've captured is, what is this? And the second question is, is this something I'm going to do something about or do something with? If the answer is no, maybe because you've decided I'm not going to do this task or I'm not going to go to this event, then you can do one of three things if the answer is no, this is not something I'm going to do something about. The first one is you can just trash it. If you've decided you're not going to do it or, or attend it or you don't need to keep it, you can trash it. The second thing you could do with it is keep it. Maybe you're not going to take an action right now, uh, but you might take an action later or it's reference material, say a phone number, an address, an article relevant to your work that you don't need to do anything about it right now, but you want to have it uh, available to refer to later so you can keep it. And the third thing you can do with this item that you're not going to do anything about right now is you have it on hold for later decision or action. Now, on the other hand, if you've decided, I know what this is and it's something I need to do something about, then the next question is, what is the very next action you need to take about this item? So if it's a task, uh, or appears to be a task, will one action complete it? Or is this something I'll need to keep track of until it's complete because it takes more than one step? As I mentioned already, if it can't be completed with one action, then it's a project. And we'll talk a little more about what we do with those in a moment. Once you've decided what the next action is on each of these items that you've captured, then you have three options. You can do it immediately, 
Alan talks about the two-minute rule. If it's something that can be completed in two minutes or less, just do it rather than adding it to a list somewhere. If it's not uh, something you're going to do immediately, you can delegate it. It, Maybe it's something that someone else needs to do something with. Or you can postpone it. You can make a decision now about when you're going to do it or and add it to the next actions list or to your calendar if that's appropriate. The point of the clarify step is outcome-focused thinking. So when you're clarifying tasks that take more than one action, that is a project, ask yourself, what is the outcome I want to achieve? This question helps you define the end goal, which can then guide your actions and decisions throughout the project or the task. Outcome-focused thinking also helps you stay motivated because you have a clear vision of what you're working towards. So whatever the project might be, it might be something as simple as I need to clean out the garage. That is not a task. That is a project that may have several steps starting with, you know, get the materials I need or get some storage totes or uh, get some boxes to put things in that I'm going to donate or trash. There, There are a whole series of steps that can go with a project like that. But if you have the a vision in mind of what you're working toward, what the outcome is, I want a clean and and usable and carefully organized garage, you know, to use that example, you have that vision in your mind and it keeps you motivated as you work towards that goal. After you've defined the desired outcome of a project, for instance, then you determine the next action required to move that forward. And this might be a simple step like sending an email or making a phone call, or maybe a more complex action such as conducting research or completing a report. But breaking projects down into smaller actionable steps makes them more manageable and less overwhelming. By breaking down those larger projects or tasks into those smaller actionable steps, you can more easily track your progress, maintain momentum, and be less intimidated because smaller tasks tend to be less intimidated and can be accomplished in shorter time frames. So you get that sense of accomplishment more frequently and it keeps you going. So as part of the clarify step of the GTD system, you're processing these captured items. You're deciding what is this? What am I going to do about it? You know, what, what is the next action that I need to take? And as you clarify these tasks, you process the items you've captured by either adding them to a task list, filing them as reference material. If it was some information that you got, scheduling them on your calendar, delegating them to someone else or deleting them if they're no longer relevant. And that is often the case. You know, you capture things throughout the day or throughout the week, and when you sit down to process and clarify them, you may find that some of those things you captured uh, no longer matter and you're going to delete them, and that saves you time, right? It's important to make a habit of consistently clarifying those tasks, those captured items, either as you capture them or during a dedicated processing session. Regular clarification helps keep your system up to date, ensures you always have a clear understanding of what your tasks are, what 
what needs to be done and what the priority is. So again, we're at this system asking ourselves of each item in your capture list, what is this? Is it something I'm going to do something about? If no, you're going to, you know, either trash it or it's a piece of reference material. So you're going to file it or you're going to put it on hold for later decision. If you are going to do something about it, what's the very next action you need to take? And then once you've decided what that is, are you going to do it now? Because it's something that can be done in two or three minutes or less. Are you going to delegate it or are you going to postpone it and do it later? So those are the basic steps of clarification. Once you've clarified your captures, then the next step in the GTD system is organizing it. This step helps you to manage your tasks efficiently because you categorize them into different lists, basically based on priority, context, due dates, that sort of thing. The GTD website notes that organizing identifies the various placeholders or buckets where actions and support materials are stored that you've processed. Organizing tasks in this manner allows you to stay focused, maintain that clarity, and prevent overwhelm when you're faced with multiple tasks. So that's the importance of once you've processed and clarified what is this, put things where they belong, I guess, then you start to organize them. Uh, And so according to Alan in the GTD system, you have four lists or buckets to put things into that you've clarified. First is a projects list. Remember that these are multi-action tasks that you identified in the clarification step, defining the outcome that you want. And I think, you know, in the in the true GTD system, projects have their own list. And maybe at the top of each project, you write down that outcome that you define that you want. And then you list maybe all the various steps to accomplishing that outcome. And that's the project list. Then you also have a next actions list. These are those one-step tasks, either one-off things like take this letter to the post office or whatever it might be, or the very next action step from your various projects. Now, some people in the GTD system will subdivide their next actions list into context categories, such as a list of calls, a list of things to be done at the computer, a list of actions to be taken at the office, another one at home, errands that you're going to run, or agendas for you know people and meetings. So that may be one way to do it. If you have a lot of next actions, you're not going to be able to do them all in one day. But if you divide those or subdivide them into context categories, the the context in which you will do that task, then you can be very efficient about say, okay, I'm going to sit down and make calls now. And I've got all the calls I need to make in one place, for instance. Organizing tasks based on context can help you batch those similar tasks together, which reduces the mental effort required to switch between different types of tasks. So for example, you create separate lists for tasks that need to be completed at home, at work, or while running errands. And I'm a big fan of doing 
exactly that. If you're going to run an errand, do everything, do all your errands at once. So you're only leaving the home or the office or whatever. You're only running to town once to get several things done. Now you can do this, um, that is categorizing them or subcategorizing your next actions list on separate pages in a paper planner or a notebook. Or if you use a digital system, they almost all have a feature where you can tag or label things. And that's can be a gr- that can be a great way to further categorize and differentiate those tasks within your list. They can be used, they, that is tags or labels, can be used to indicate the type of task, such as research, email, phone call, errand, or the project it belongs to, or any other information that might be useful in organizing and prioritizing your tasks. Now, as I talk about this, I think, boy, we could just get down a rabbit hole of overcomplicating our to-do list, our next actions list, by having all sorts of tags and that sort of thing, and spending lots of time tagging and reorganizing things. And that's not the point here. The point of, of this step or this tool, I guess, is to find ways to make your next actions list really usable for you. And especially if you use a digital system where you can tag things like this or label them, they all allow you then to view only the tasks that have that tag, for instance. And we'll talk about this more when we do the episode on tools, but I think this can be a really useful tool or useful tip to to tag things in this way so that when you sit down, for instance, to, to respond to emails or send emails, you can look at just the list of tasks that have that tag and take care of all of those at once. So you've got a projects list, a next actions list. The third kind of list that the GTD system talks about is a waiting for, W-A-I-T-I-N-G, waiting for. These are actions that you're waiting for somebody else to do something before you can take whatever the next step is. So maybe you're waiting for a response from a colleague on a question you have about a project before you can move forward, or you're waiting for a conference with your husband or to make a decision about something. So in the true complete GTD system, that's one of the lists that we have is anything that you're waiting on someone else for, you have a list because later on we get to another step in the system of reviewing and we can look at this waiting for list and think and remind ourselves, I need to follow up with so-and-so because I'm waiting for them to do whatever it is. Uh, The fourth kind of list or bucket that the GTD system looks at is your calendar. And in this system, the calendar is only for time or day specific actions or information. So this is where you're going to put your doctor appointment, your meeting with your boss, your, um, the vacation that you're taking on, you know, in July, whatever is time specific or day specific goes into the calendar and nothing else. And that's uh, an important distinction to make the, the calendar a really useful tool. Now, 
one thing that can be day specific or time specific is when you make an appointment with yourself to do certain things, to do some tasks. And I'll do that sometimes at work when I've got certain projects or tasks that I need to do for clients and I want to make sure that I get it done in time, I'll look at my calendar, find an open block, and I will plug that in there. You know, at this time on Thursday, I'm going to work on this set of loan documents, for instance. So using your calendar in that way can be very useful. And then some people in the GTD system talk about a someday maybe list. This is a list for things you're not going to do right now, but that you might want to do later. Just an idea you have. I might want to start a blog. And so maybe I'll put that on my someday maybe list that I'll review and come back to and, and decide about later. The GTD system also at this step of organizing recommends priority-based lists. So assigning priorities to your tasks to help you focus on what's most important and ensure that you complete those high priority tasks before moving on to the less critical ones. And some people will use a numbering system, you know, highest priority tasks are numbered one, lower priority is two, uh, lowest priority is three or that sort of thing. Or you can use labels, especially if you use a digital system like high priority, medium priority, low priority to help organize those tasks in that way. And again, in the digital systems, usually you have the ability to, you know, click on a tag, say, I want to know what are all my high priority tasks. And you'll see only those on the screen. And then you can start working your way through them. So prioritizing tasks can be very helpful, especially if you have a lot of them. You can't always get everything done, but it's important to do, to identify and then take action on the most important tasks first. Most digital systems also will allow you to sort tasks based on a due date. Say you've got a deadline for a meeting you've got to attend or a report that you've got to submit. You can assign a due date to it and then you can use your calendar app, a digital to-do list, or even a any way to, to organize those tasks by their due dates to make sure you're getting things done in time. And finally, um, Alan often recommends separating personal and professional tasks to help you maintain a work-life balance and ensure that you're giving a fair amount of attention to both of those aspects of your life. In the past, I have tried to keep all of my tasks in one system. I have in more recent years separated them, and that's kind of what this is talking about. So my calendar for my legal practice is in Outlook because that is the email and calendaring app that my firm provides for us to use that we're all supposed to be using. And so my work tasks go in there. And my work appointments go into the Outlook calendar. But I have a means of seeing my work appointments, for instance, on the same screen as my personal or my productive woman calendar so that I can see everything at once and make sure I'm not double booking. But make sure that when you are compiling these lists that you are addressing both those personal and professional things. So 
this is kind of a quick run through of these two very important stages of the getting things done or GTD system, which is to clarify and to organize. And these are both very important. The the clarification stage of, of GTD is crucial for understanding and breaking down tasks into actionable steps, things that you can actually do. By defining those desired outcomes, identifying the next actions needed to progress, you can make tasks more manageable and improve your decision-making thereby boosting your productivity. And then once you've clarified those things you've captured, organizing your tasks into separate, clearly defined lists based on priority, context, due date, whatever works best for you, will help you to be better equipped to focus at any given moment on what needs to be done so that you're making consistent progress. This approach can help you avoid becoming overwhelmed and ensure that you're always working on the most important task at any given time. You know, and again, as I talk through all of this, I I feel like it can seem complicated and time consuming, but it really doesn't have to be. It's more, it's almost more complicated to explain it than it is to actually do it. It doesn't have to take up all your time. The goal here isn't to spend our time managing the system. The goal is to have a system in place that helps us get stuff done, right? And so if you set aside, you know, maybe 15 minutes at the end or the beginning of each day to go through these two steps, look at what you've captured, clarify, decide what is this, where does it go, what am I going to do about it? Uh, either 15 minutes at the end or beginning of the day or 30 minutes a week to clarify and organize all those tasks and appointments and commitments and and, uh, bits of information and ideas that you've captured, you'll reap the benefits of having a very clear path to accomplishing the things you need and want to do. And I encourage you to look at this, whether you're going to, you know, pull out the book, getting things done and try to follow the system, you know, to a T or whether you just want to recognize that these steps are really part of whatever system we have, if we're going to well manage the things that we need and want to get done, taking the time to do these things will make a big difference for you. Now, as I mentioned earlier, I am working on that episode about the tools we can use to accomplish these steps and how to use those tools effectively. And so again, I would love your input on what tools you use for capturing, clarifying, and organizing the tasks and information you manage. Remember to share those favorite tools for capturing and and so on, the tasks, commitments, and important information You can email them to me, either in a typed message or a voice recording from your phone at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, or click on that leave me a message button on the right-hand margin of the TPW website. And remember, if you send a voice message, and I, you know, I hope you will do this because if you use a voice message to get this information to me, I can actually use that recording in the episode. So you'll hear your voice. Remember though, whether you're doing that via email or using that website button, let us know your first name and your city, state, or country. So we know a little bit about who's sharing this with us. And I'd love to hear from you. I really would love to include your insights into that episode that's coming up. 
So you can share your questions or thoughts about this episode or anything else in the comment section of the show notes, which for this episode, you'll find at theproductivewoman.com slash 443. Or you can post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page. As always, if you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email those questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com and, uh, or leave that voice message on the website. Uh, remember also for listeners of this show, Text Expander is offering 20% off your purchase of this outstanding productivity tool, one that I, I don't think I could function without Text Expander. So visit textexpander.com slash TPW to learn more and use my code TPW at checkout to get 20% off your purchase. And that, my friends, is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. As always, thank you so much for spending this time with me. I don't take it for granted and I appreciate you so much. I hope you found something in this that is helpful to you. I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter.